It's the 100th episode of Just One Simple Thing, and we're celebrating by answering your questions. Stay tuned for my thoughts on co-laboring with God, figuring out what to work on first, and how much of your time you should be spending on promoting versus creating. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. It seems like only yesterday that I said I would rather stick a needle in my eye than start a podcast. But here we are, a hundred episodes and almost two years later. It turned out to be a good decision and a lot less painful than anything involving needles. I asked y'all to send in questions for me to answer in this special episode, and you sent in some doozies. This episode will run a little longer than normal because the questions were so good, I didn't want to leave any of them out. So let's dive in. Starting with this question from Carmen James, a certified wellness coach and creator of the Fit Souls Tribe. By the way, you'll find links and contact info on all of our question askers in the show notes in case you want to connect with them. So how would you recommend that we go about co-laboring with the Lord in our businesses? And also, how do we discern the voice of the Lord as it relates to our businesses and decisions that we're trying to make and plans and goals and all the things. I can't wait to hear your answer. This is a really interesting question. Honestly, I don't separate co-laboring with God and discerning his voice in my business any different than I do in other areas of my day-to-day life. It's all about walking daily with him through Bible study, prayer, worship, fellowship with other believers, and all those things we know to do to draw closer to him. When I'm doing that, I don't feel like I have to wait for some huge sign that I'm on the right track or that I'm making the right decision. When I'm abiding in him and he's abiding in me, he's transforming my instincts to be more like Jesus, and I can be more confident in trusting those instincts. I find that in times when I'm not walking as closely or being as intentional about my walk with him, That's when my instincts tend to wander into areas that are more based on pride and comparison than on God's will for me, my life, and my business. Next up, a question faced by all of us that are working full-time while pursuing our God dream from Tony Thrash, who coaches women through life transitions. I feel like I know my purpose is to coach people women out of transition and also to write about that. 
And I'm just trying to figure out which one of those I should work on first. I love that Tony's already figured out that you can't do both coaching and writing at the same time while you're juggling work and other big responsibilities in your life. I faced this same decision early in my business. I thought I wanted to write a book because, hey, that's what everybody with a message does, right? As I prayed through that, I realized that my true purpose was to serve God's girls using my gifts and skills. I could have more immediate impact through coaching, accountability, and project support than I could in the months and probably years it would take me to write a book. The priority in my calling is to serve, and writing is one way that I do that through my blog, my social media, and my podcast episodes. So I focused on the coaching, and maybe one day, in a different season of life, I'll gather up all those things I've written and form them into a real book. That doesn't mean that coaching before writing is the right answer for you or anyone else. It does mean that you need to figure out what God has really called you to. If he's called you to write, then write. Ask yourself, what really lights you up? When do you feel most at peace with your gifts? When you're coaching or when you're writing? For me, writing is something I can do. Coaching is something I love to do. Your answer may be different, and that's okay. Now for a very practical question from Naomi Feta, who teaches sewing as a sustainable life skill. So I was curious, what rule of thumb do you have as far as a percentage or ratio of time to dedicate to, say, networking and social media versus actually um, doing the work, whether it be writing or building courses, um, that is more like the content creation and the revenue stream? Back in the days of heavy blogging, most of the so-called experts said to follow an 80-20 rule. Spend 20% of your time writing content and 80% of your time promoting it, which would include posting on social media, networking, submitting guest posts, etc. And if your main goal is to build a following for your writing, that's probably still about right. But when your goal is to build some kind of service-based business, whether that's one-to-one or one-to-many, more like 50-50 feels about right. In that situation, remember that the goal of your networking and social media is to serve your audience, but it's also intended to keep a steady stream of people coming into your sphere of influence and moving towards working with you. When you view it like that, you understand that even your social media and networking are part of your revenue generating process. I think content creation is more where we get hung up. We spend way too much time trying to create something new for every interaction or format, instead of digging deep into what we really know best and repurposing it for use in different ways. So if I was advising someone to cut back in one area or the other, It would probably be cutting back on content creation and spending more time networking and serving your audience. Which leads us directly to this question from Renee Bethel, a certified life and Enneagram coach. What's your best advice for streamlining social media content? So I'm wondering how long it should take 
to prepare content and do the graphics, things like that. This is really, I guess, the second part of that is, um, or how to determine if you have too many non-negotiables that are keeping you from doing the other things that are money-making activities for your weekly business plan. There are two really key things for streamlining social media. First is having a clear strategy and pattern for what you post, specific categories, certain types of posts on certain days, etc. That gets you off the blank page and makes the creation process faster. And second is repurposing your content. Dig out your best performing posts from two years ago, make a fresh graphic and post it again. Use parts of your weekly newsletter in your social media posts. Take one point from your blog post and expand on it. Or if you made three points in your podcast, make a fourth in your social media. Not only does that save time, but it gives your content a consistency that takes your audience deeper with you. It takes me about two hours to write my email newsletter and my three Instagram posts for the week. My VA, Lindsay, takes those two things and spends about an hour creating and scheduling the content for my Facebook page and free group. Which brings me to your second question. If you're spending too much time on your non-negotiables and can't reduce that time, hire help before you think you can afford it, even if it's only a little bit. That's one of the best pieces of advice someone gave me. You'll be amazed at what someone who's working in her gifts can get done in just a couple of hours a week and how much you can get done with your mind and energy focused on what you do best, serving your people. All right, next up, my friend Kim Wilbanks is a writer who blogs about life in her empty nest, and she asked me one of the most common questions I get. How do you do it all? I know you have a full-time job, and this side job is really a full-time job too, and I know you have a family and church and personal life. How do you get everything done? Here's the surprising answer. I don't do it all. I do the things that matter most. And that means that some things get pushed out and done later than I'd like. But I had this major aha moment a few years ago. I had some surgery and was going to be off work and off my feet for about three weeks. The perfect time to get caught up on all the things I wanted to do for my business, right? Well, after those three weeks, my to-do list looked almost as long as it was when I started. And I realized that even if I had all the time in the world to work on my business, there would always be more I could do, should do, or wanted to do. It isn't that I don't have enough time. It's that I had unrealistic expectations about what I could do with that time. Now, during this season, where my time to work on my business is limited, I focus on three or four non-negotiable things each week, no matter what, my podcast, my social media, and my client-facing work gets done. After that, I use the time I have left over to work on other projects, prioritized by deadlines or their place in my strategic plan. So it looks like I'm doing it all because what you see is the consistency of my non-negotiables and a few other important events. But behind that, 
There's a long list of things that aren't done, and I'm okay with that because I know I'm doing what's most important. Also, I have a lot of help. My husband helps out a lot around the house, and I have an intern and two virtual assistants who each have specific roles and do a new thing. So even what you do see is not all done by me. It takes a team. And we'll wrap up with a question about something we all face from Julie Lynn Ashley, who is a grief support coach. What has helped you to keep moving forward on your God dream, even on the most discouraging days? There have definitely been days when I felt like throwing in the towel. I've wondered if all of this is really worth it. I know it's very cliche, but that's when I go back to my why, and even more importantly, my who. God is so gracious to give me a little wink here and there on those discouraging days. A kind word from a friend who knows what I'm doing. An aha moment with a client. An unexpected connection. A Bible verse that touches right where I need it. God told me to start, and I'll just keep going until he tells me to stop. What happens in between is up to him. Wow, that was a lot of great questions, but you know I can't let you go without one simple action step. I'm going to ask you the same question that Julie Lynn asked me. What keeps you moving forward on your God dream, even in the most discouraging days? I'd love for you to share that on social media and tag me so I can give you a little encouragement today. Thanks again for being with me for these 100 episodes. I've been blessed for every single one of the almost 25,000 downloads and honored to be walking alongside you. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.